Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Long Walk Podcast with your girl Haas, where we talk about wellness, creativity, and other musings from an elder millennial. Your girl is older, wiser, stronger, and I know you are too. For today's episode, we're talking about being afraid of friendship. I can tell you that I am already a little apprehensive about this episode because I was kind of hiding from it, finding a million other things to do other other than record this episode. Friendship is a touchy topic for me. I have never, or rather it has never been easy for me to make friends, not in my childhood, adolescence, or adulthood. I think there's many reasons for that and we can touch on that later. But I think one of the main reasons that I have further understanding of now is just my own quirks. I was doing a lot of masking as a child, a lot of masking as a young adult. I was not fully aware of my like neurodivergent tendencies in a way, especially not in the way that I'm aware of them now. And so I didn't really understand why I just couldn't connect. Being neurodivergent and masking and not even knowing you're masking, just feeling uncomfortable. (laughs) It was hard to make sense of that. And, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And when you know, you know. And so I think that definitely played into that. I think also how I represent myself you know, going back to the masking, I was able to mask really well. And so that made people's perception of me very different from what, and or rather who I actually am. So it's so funny because this one, I'm like really nervous about it. It's a very touchy topic for me and I can feel my chest beating a little more than I expected it to. But you know what? We're going to power through. And we're powering through because I think I think there's some good stuff on the other side. So back to what I was saying. It's never been easy for me to make friends. I've always had many, many, many acquaintances. But very few people I would call friend. I was very often someone's friend or someone's best friend. But they were not mine. And they were not mine for many reasons. Because it, there wasn't ever balance, I think, or reciprocity in those relationships, which made it tough for me. I was very much the person you pile on all your issues with, but kind of don't ask them how they're doing. And I was used to that role. I know I wanted more. I know I needed more. I'm just, I'm everyone else's best friend. No one's mine. And even when I think about friendship or just relationships in general, I think Romantic relationships were never easy for me, but platonic relationships were always, always much harder. And I think sometimes it's because, well, first of all, the first thing is I'm always going to put it on on media. I should have renamed, I should have renamed this podcast, Blame the Media, because we constantly see romantic relationships in media and from a very early age. So we're constantly being shown that that's the most important type of relationship. Or not even that it's the most important type of relationship, but 
it's the relationship where we're shown that there's there's things to overcome, there's things to discuss, there's things to build and grow with. And then friendships are kind of that side extra thing that it's there, it's nice, it's fun, but it's not that important. And I have always disagreed with that. I have always felt that all relationships, maybe they are not equal, but they are almost equally important. I don't know if I'm going to get pushback on that. I don't know if I'm going to give myself pushback on that. But when I think about it, I just always felt that platonic relationships were just as important. I felt that if you had that kind of balance, they could only help your romantic relationship flourish because then there's so much to share in those relationships. There's, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I've always felt that way. I've always felt like sisterhood was incredibly important. And that's a, a separate thing. I'm always like, I think about sisterhood. I think about brotherhood. But what is the multi-gender word for that? I guess it's siblinghood. If you have a better word for that, please let me know. I would, I, I would love to hear that. Because I've always thought about that, especially in terms of... um, I was never just... I think sisterhood is great. I was just, I was never only looking for a sisterhood. I always wanted friendships of every gender and I, I typically had those, but I don't know what you would call it. <laughs> so I, I'm going to go with siblinghood. Uh, but I always thought that was very important. I always, you know, and don't laugh at me, but I used to like look at like Oprah and Gail and just always feel like, oh, when I grow up, I'm going to have my homegirl and we're going to have businesses and then we're going to find partners and we're going to have families and we're going to live right next door to each other and it's going to be so cool. <laughs> all, all those thoughts I was making up big stuff in my head because I just really liked what that looked like. Where you grow together, you learn together, you know, you create your world together. When I, th when I say all this, I'm like, maybe I put too much pressure on what friendship should look like. I probably did. I probably have some old friends who would definitely say, yes, yes, you did that. Because even if I think about how I fantasized about like this great friendship partnership I in some ways was really could be hard on my friends especially in, in my adolescence when I felt like they were not being or reaching their fullest potential I think I have more understanding now as I get older but selfishly I think I thought like you know if you're not being everything who you Everything I think you could be in that I know you could be, you're also ruining my dream. And as I say that out loud, I'm like, that is super fucking selfish. Wow. Wowzers. But, you know, we said we're going to be honest here on this podcast, so that's what I'm going to do. But yeah, I did think that I had friends with just so much potential and potential for their lives, like to be fantastic people, like... And not that they weren't going to be fantastic people. They're probably fantastic people now. But, you know, I was, I was very career-driven, very ambitious. And so I was like, yeah, we're going to have all these businesses. We're going to be so cool. We're going to own a studio. We're going to do all these things. You know, I had all these thoughts. 
and I don't even know if they weren't even specific thoughts. It was just me and them being successful and high-fiving and saying how cool we are. So, you know, you're a kid, you think a lot of things and you, and those thoughts that you have are way more simple than when you grow up and actually have to live it. So you learn and I learned other issues that that I've had in friendships, the competition, the competitiveness, being in competitions that I was not aware of, that I did not realize was happening kind of before my eyes, be kind of, kind of, wow, this must be a really big pain point for me because my body feels so different trying to talk about this. So, whew, deep breath. All right, we're back. <laughs> there were people that were very close to me that I did not realize until towards the end of our friendship were in some ways in competition with me. And I didn't mean, I don't mean that in a way where like, oh, they thought I was so cool. They were trying to be better than me or whatever. I don't even mean it in that way. I don't mean that there was something that I was better than them or they thought that, but that they didn't feel in unison with me. They didn't feel like we were even. And I'm sure I've said things in those friendships that could be interpreted in odd ways. And I say that because I'm saying that <laughs> ah, 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 all the all the thoughts, all the feelings. I think I'm saying that because, okay, I'm going to do something I don't normally do, which I'm trying to work on. I'm going to take a big sidestep for a second. Here's some truth about me. When I very much care about someone and I'm working on this, I may not always honor my boundaries and I may not always speak as truthfully about the situation because because I I love or I have loved them and I have trouble seeing them in a light that isn't a flattering light. I'm saying that because I'm hearing myself about to make myself sound like the bad guy because it's easier than thinking I was close to someone who didn't have my best interests at heart because that means I made poor choices. So back to what I was saying, because I'm working on that. And that, that, that topic in that situation is not for here. It's probably for my therapist and I am working on it. So what I noticed in what I was previously saying was... I was going to make it sound like I did something wrong. And I'm sure I have, but not specifically to this. When I talk about the competition, there were times when I had said things that I thought were just silly and we were all saying silly things to like big ourselves up. And I thought that my friends would say the same. I did not recognize that they were interpreting that as a competition between us. And I never learned that until about the end of our friendship. And it hurt because I would have never said some things had I known that they were being interpreted as a competition between us. 
And I felt sad about that because for a couple of reasons, I felt sad because I felt that I thought I was safe and I was not. And I felt sad because I didn't realize that my friend didn't know how much I loved them and that competition is not on the cards for me with them. And so I felt like there was no way to fix that. I had the feeling of what else don't I know in this relationship? Because if you can think so poorly of me, what else do you feel? What else have I said that has been misinterpreted? How come this was never brought up? How come I wasn't given an opportunity to fix that? How come we just played along as if everything was fine when you weren't fine? And so it's an odd thing to deal with because it festered for so long. It festered for so long that it didn't feel like it was fixable anymore. And I didn't feel that I was trusted anymore. And not only did I feel that I wasn't trusted, but now I have an understanding that maybe I never was. I think that was the toughest part of these types of friendships is, or my previous friendships, was it made me almost feel, not feel, it made me begin to have a lack of self-trust because it seemed that there was major dissonance between what I was expressing and what was being received. And so that was the first like markings of me feeling afraid in friendships and feeling afraid to deeply connect. I would say also the propensity to feel easily discarded in my platonic relationships. Feeling that there was always something someone wanted from me. Once they received that thing, I could be discarded. Again, I'm this kind of person, and I'm sure there are many of you out there that are as well, that once you choose to care about someone or choose to love someone, even platonically, you give of yourself, your time or whatever, whatever it is that you choose to give, or maybe you're the protector, or maybe you're the person, you know, there's always the friend therapist in the group. So you're the person who takes on all the problems. And I apologize separately. I apologize if there's a lot of outside noise for you. It's a beautiful day and I wanted to have the windows open. So I hope it's not too disruptive to you. Anywho, but if you were that type of person, that protector, that carer, or that giver, and sometimes it's not even material things you're giving. Sometimes it's just energy. That is a big thing and maybe another topic I'll have at some other time about energy and energy vampires and all that stuff. But I have big energy. I think I've said it before, if not saying it now. And there are those who have wanted that kind of energy and they get what they need from that and then they move on. And there's no expectation for friendships to last forever. But there also is a, because some things are for a season, some things are for a short time, But there is also the feeling of being discarded or abandoned. 
And I've, I've experienced that many times. And that's been very, very hard because, they, you know, there's no closure. You don't know what you did wrong, if there was something you did wrong. It's just, that's what happens. So that's another reason for my fear of friendship. Then there are the, and I'm going through this list so that we can all just talk about it and see what the next steps are. So I hope it doesn't sound just like, you know, me rambling about all my problems, because I hope that's not how this feels. I don't really interpret them as problems. Now I think it's just a history that I've experienced and, and a space to learn from. The other thing I think has been very long-term friendships that become family in the worst way, <laughs> where it feels like you're connected because of history, the same way you're connected like through blood, and you don't grow anymore. And you don't ask more of yourselves. You kind of stop respecting each other's boundaries. You kind of stop hearing each other. You kind of stop being caring with each other because you just feel like the friendship just exists. It doesn't matter what you do to it. It's going to all exist. I personally don't like that because I do think that, you know, I'm like, yes, I sound like I'm no fun, but even in, fam in familial relationships, you know, I think that there should be always growth there, you know, not to assume anything, that anything will last for any amount of time if you're not putting in some effort into it. And not huge amounts of effort, because I think, or rather let me, I, I don't want to speak for everyone. For me, it doesn't feel like huge amounts of effort, because I think you're supposed to Remember that we're always ever changing and growing and that some of our needs may change. So it makes sense to check in and see, you know, does this still work? Does doing X, Y, and Z still work for our friendship? And I, I've always felt sometimes, always felt sometimes, I heard that always sometimes, but I have felt often that in my long-term friendships, there wasn't space for growth and checking in and caring because it just feels like it will always be there. And also that you kind of get frozen in time. You know, let's say we met at 25 and we treat each other like we're still 25, even though so much has happened, there's been so much growth, there's been so much change and we're not acknowledging those changes in each other. I think that has been tough to experience because also when you bring it up, when you bring it up, it can seem like you are pushing against the friendship, almost like you don't want it. And, you know, people don't want you to rock the boat. I've experienced that where I'm like, hey, we should be all, you know, maybe take time to have deeper discussions and stuff. And the pushback I got was kind of rough. I kind of just accepted it, you know, it was just like, because then the choice is that I'd be doing all the work again. I don't want to do that. Then another thing that comes up there's these unresolved issues that you have within yourself, which leads you to maybe hanging out with the same type of people. You think you're meeting new people, but you're not because you're not touching on the issues that you are internally dealing with. And so you're wondering why, how, I, how come I'm, I keep getting the same kind of like shitty friend? Why? And it's because you got to deal with 
that stuff internally. And so that once you do that, you can navigate your external relationships differently. I know that that has been a bit of a learning curve for me. I'm, I'm working on that. So now, you know, like those are all the reasons I have felt very afraid to build new friendships, platonic relationships in my adulthood. And I know it's necessary for me. I know that I want that. But then you have all the other things, you know, how much effort do you want to put into that? Because these things require effort. I think we're not really honest about that. You know, the same way earlier when I said, you know, I don't think it's a lot of effort. It may be a little effort for me, but a lot for someone else. Like me having deep discussions with my friends is not a lot of effort for me. Me going out everywhere with my friends is a lot of effort for me. Everybody's edge is different. Everyone's edge is different. So there's that aspect. And you have to consider that too. But you still want what you want because I think friendship is important. I think community is important. So it's really about navigating how to get your needs met and still be you and still not burn out from trying, not doing things that aren't aligned with who you are, because ultimately we want friends that are in alignment with our own values. And so if you do all the things, if you, you know, if you're someone who's a homebody and you're out every single night, you might pick up some friends that don't match your need to be a homebody. That being said, you don't get friends through osmosis. So you gotta, you gotta do a little something. You know, there are people who want those surface level friendships and that is fine if that works for you. You know, that, that is really fine. But also if that's not what you want, then you have to give of yourself and be willing to be potentially hurt again. And that has to be okay. And even when I say it out loud, that sucks. Like, no, I don't want to be hurt. And so if I don't want to be hurt, then I don't challenge myself. But then you still have that feeling of longing for connection. <sighs> Ain't it something, y'all? <laughs> uh, all this human stuff, it is not easy. I would say also... I am someone who needs to feel emotionally safe. And that is extremely tough when you also want to build community because the truth of it is that if you want to find community, you're not going to always feel safe. You're going to have to get vulnerable. You're going to have to open up. And that gives way for someone to trample on your feelings. That's the chance that we take. We hope that we build better boundaries, that we, that we listen to our voices better, and that that leads us into spaces with people who are like-minded and who want what we want, you know, because we're all human. We all crave connection. I am one of those people who loves being alone. I love being alone. And I still crave connection. I still crave community. It's hard to find that balance because you have to find people who also understand that you like alone time. 
you know, that's been a huge thing that has been hard for me because I have seen many times that it has maybe felt to others that I do not care about them. I feel bad about that. And I think I've tried to express and show that that has, that that is not the case and find that balance between making sure I stay me. I don't start going out there masking and acting like I'm a party girl because I am not. But finding the balance, making sure I give to me, which means alone time, and making sure I show up for them in ways that makes them feel cared about, but also is in alignment with who I am. And that's real work. And it's not easy. I think there's a lot of room for trial and error. And I, you just hope you find the people who are willing to do it with you. I've been thinking about friendship for a long time because I just feel like it doesn't, we don't discuss it enough. To the point that I, a while ago, read the book Big Friendship um, by Aminatu So and Ann Friedman. And it discusses the work that they've put into their own friendship. I think even at one point they went to like couples therapy. And it was really, it was interesting and eye-opening because it was the first time I had really heard of other people feeling intensely about their friendships in a way that they, in in the way in which they wanted to really work on it and navigate how they could make their friendship work throughout adulthood. I, I highly recommend this book to anyone who is considering it. And I think that's just something we should think about. All the relationships are important. Our romantic relationships are important. Our platonic relationships are important. Our familiar relationships are important. And I think that they have real room to flourish if we have the maybe heavier conversations. And sometimes the heavier conversation may just be, hey, I want a surface level friendship. I don't want to deeply connect in any way. But that we know that. So we know what to bring to the table. Or maybe it's, I really want a deep siblinghood friendship that we go arm in arm and we are just here for each other and our families and all that good stuff. So that that surface level relationship wanting person understands that and says, hey, that's not for me. I think it's okay to have the conversations. And I think if we have the conversations, there's potential for a lot less hurt feelings. There's potential for a deeper connection. And there's potential for real community. That's where I'm at. I think I personally am going to, I can't say I'm going to stop tomorrow and stop being afraid of making friends. I think I'm just going to be afraid and still try. I'm going to meet up with people when I say I'm going to meet up with them and I'm going to have better conversation or what does better mean, but maybe deeper conversations, ask about people's lives, see if they actually care about my life and go from there. Cause that's how you learn. That's how you learn. That's where I'm at. I'd love to hear your thoughts y'all. You can always find me on Instagram at the long walk podcast, YouTube at the long walk podcast, Twitter, at Hasina Music and Facebook at Hasina. I'd really, really love to hear your thoughts on this one. Thank you so much for listening to The Long Walk. I so much appreciate it. I look forward to continuing this walk with you. See you soon.
one love.